You're listening to You Know That Podcast. In association with That United Family. Everybody, welcome um, to, to You Know That Podcast, if you just listened to the intro. Um, I'm joined by two special guests. Um, one is Mr. Exclusive, so not really that special. But um, how's it going? <laughs> How's it going, lads? I'll leave. I'll leave. It's fine. It's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> Mum! And then, I, would, I, would, I would join by Damon. Damon Shaw, um, who is a professional futsal coach, which is going to be an interesting chat. So tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Um, like what you do, where you are, and, and, and whatnot. Well, I'm actually in Malaysia as we speak. Um, I moved over here a month ago. I'm going to start coaching in the Malaysia Professional Futsal League this season which starts in March through to December. Um, and yeah, like, I've travelled a bit. I've been to Spain, I've been to Malta. I worked at Tramia Rovers for a couple of years doing their futsal. And yeah, it took me now to, to this part of the world, Asia, Malaysia, which is it's a million miles away from what we have in England mm, in terms yeah. of everything. Lifestyle, the weather, the culture, the people, and also the futsal. So you know, my job. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where I am now. I've been, been around a bit and um, traveled about a bit. Um, I, I started out in Middlesbrough actually, but Teesside Uni and set up a club up there, Borough Futsal. Um, got to a point where I'd learned all I can in England. So just upped and left to Spain. That's mad that, you know, that's madness that like, obviously Futsal here, or Futsal, it's pronounced two ways, isn't it? It's, um, here is, it's not obviously, it's not really a thing, is it? Uh, well, from my point of view, I don't know what John. What have you? Have you know anything about futsal? The indoor five. Is it five aside or six aside? Five aside, yeah. Five aside. Well, obviously, being the fact that the new—I don't have a new term for it—but like futsal just reminds me. Just obviously reminds me of the old school um, FIFA Street yeah. game, you know, yeah. and. I, I like that idea of it back in the day, but, you know, I don't see that it's something that's cottoned on in maybe the English leagues as mm. such. Obviously, you said, um, what was it, Tramia that you went from? Yeah. I, I, I actually was surprised at that. Um, but then again, I'm quite new to the futsal sort of thing, so I'd probably be listening more and taking heed. Mm. I'd say because like I do think obviously like you say it comes from what was, what was that Nike advert they did was it Jogaba or whatever it was like about 10-12 years ago about it was all like all the Brazilians and stuff and, and the Spaniards and that just flicking tricks out everywhere in like a small side of the game with little goals and that and obviously that's where it obviously comes from I think and just a bit of background for where I know it of it's um Obviously, in our girls' league, um, obviously everyone knows that. I, well, if you don't know, if you, if you are listening, obviously because it goes on iTunes and Spotify and stuff. I actually coach um, one of my daughter's football teams, and our league at the minute are trying to run a futsal league alongside the nine-a-side league, the outdoor league, um, mm. as like a sort of an extra session um, on a Sunday, I think it is. Um, so. I think England are slowly, as, as, as the FA and as a country, are trying to sort of develop our football as a whole. Because obviously I've just done my level one, my um, coaching level one uh, for obviously grass football. Um, and it's all changed now from about a year ago, I think it changed. The FA changed the whole dynamic of, of the way coaches are taught and how coaches are meant to coach now. So it's all called like the football England DNA or whatever it's called. And mm-hmm. it's all it's all about sort of, 
getting rid of the the mentality where we need like oh right we need two big centre backs we need a big striker up front we're trying to get we're trying to phase that out so we can have more sort of like skillful lightweight players instead of just you know saying you need big guys you know what I mean or big women you need big units to control hold the ball up and trying to get rid of like the long ball sort of game that we sort of we live by we you know we we as a country we have lived by that sort of football um so. Damon, let, you know, going from like sort of Tranmere Rovers, obviously doing their futsal stuff, to go into Spain to to now end up in Malaysia. What is the difference between sort of the three? Right. So England, like you said, it's been really slow to cotton on to futsal. Um, and even 15 years ago when I started, it doesn't seem to have developed that much. The last few years, yeah, we're starting to see a bit of a change. And we're getting, some, we're getting a new type of player coming through. So the England national team has some good young players coming through. So that's, you know, it is, it is changing very slowly. And France have just gone from zero to one of the top 20 teams in the world, um, or Europe at least. And they started a lot later than England. So it's, it's, just, it's just slow to cotton on England. We, mm. Football's too big. Football's massive. Everyone plays football. There's not that much room for another version of five-a-side, which everyone plays as well. So... In England, it's hard. It's really hard to get the buy-in, get the um, get the participation. But slowly, we can. Um, and at Tramway, the idea was to, you know, just spread the word and get more people playing futsal because it's going to help them at football. You know, and, and in the world, we got to a point where most kids knew what futsal was. Hmm. You know, you go to a school and talking about futsal, and you know, none of them are questioning like, what is it? They all know. They all knew what it was. Mm. So it was very developmental, trying to educate people what football is. Mm. Um, in Spain, it was the other way around. I went there to learn. Mm. Spain, in the culture, people that play football don't play football. It's yeah. So I went to Spain, did my UEFA A license um, because it doesn't exist in England at the moment. No. And it, and in Spain, yeah, it's it's as much part of their culture as football is ours. So, you know, I went there to off top clubs, top coaches, and um, did a bit of coaching there myself as well. And Malaysia, um, I'm new to it. I've just come here a month ago, so I'm really just finding my feet as well. It's, it's ahead of England mm. in that it's more serious. It's on TV. They get 300,000 viewers, which oh. is a second it's only second to the Premier League, which has got more viewers on, on, on TV in Malaysia. That's um, we, get 5, we get 5,000 fans to games in the arenas and, you know, it's serious and most of the teams are fully professional. So, mm. you know, over here it's, I mean, England are better than Malaysia in the world rankings and England beat Malaysia quite recently in a tournament in China. So I can't say Malaysia is better than England, but certainly the setup mm. and the organisation is more professional. Um, and I think if it carries on the way it is, Malaysia will eventually be better than England. Yeah, and that's what you want, though, isn't it? If something's set up right, it's it will develop in time. Like, you can't just... Because, obviously, it's quite a... I don't want to say a new thing, because, like you said, you've been doing it 15 years. But if something is set up right and you can work on positives, uh, like, obviously, Malaysia, like you say, it's always set up a lot better than it is over here. But we're, obviously, a lot better as a footballing nation overall anyway, yeah. I'd say, anyway. So I think that's already gives us an advantage. But if, if, if it's being 
how do I say forced on people in Malaysia, but if it's massive and it's it's everywhere, then more people will get involved. And obviously that's where you get your better players if it's set up correctly. Um, and I think that's what we need over here. Too. We need more of that. Because um, like you said, futsal is being introduced into our game as it will make you a better player, like out yeah. on the 11 side pitch. Because if you could do it indoors in, in a, on a smaller scale, tighter areas it's already going to make you technically better as a player anyway and like you say we need more of that around anyway um so just stick up with the futsal sort of conversation of as damon's I, I wanted to do this because one i don't know much about it two neither does john <laughs> and it's an education for listeners exactly. as well it's an education for listeners as well and i think having a bit of a, a diverse sort of conversation about football, not just a generic United of shit. We need an Ollie out. That sort of, that sort of conversation. It's, it's better just to, I think to do this. So obviously we're having a little bit of a discussion before we start recording. Uh, Chelsea, I think you said we're the only Premier League team to have an actual futsal team. Do you see it developing widespread or how many, is there any other English clubs that got a futsal team apart from Chelsea and Tranmere? So the way the way I think it should go is football clubs should come come out and invest in a futsal team, not necessarily to make their footballers better, but it will have that will be a byproduct eventually. Mm. But it's, it's a separate sport. It's almost it's, it's very similar, and I think it should go this way to how women's football is. Mm. So United have just got on board with the women's team, and it looks very, very popular. You know, everyone. I mean, I follow it. I see, I see the results and stuff. I've not been in 20 games, um, but you can see it's a big thing and it's done seriously. So I think, I don't know how long, but I think eventually futsal will go that way. And Janino Pernacum, I don't know his name, I can't say it. I'm from Manchester, I can't speak Brazilian. Um, <laughs> he's just come out, because he's, he's at Lyon in France, and they've got a futsal section within their, within their club, and he's saying all, all professional football clubs should invest in setting up a futsal team. Mm-hmm. Barcelona have got a team, probably the most famous club that have got a futsal team. They're one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they put money into it. They, they, they want to win European Cups in every single sport. So you know, they invest in it. And I think eventually other teams will jump on board and set up a futsal team. So Chelsea have got a team and they play in the second division of the FA National Futsal Series, mm-hmm. which is the national championship for England. Um, other teams, Tramia don't anymore. Um, well, I left a couple of years ago and didn't really continue. It's a shame. Um, I mean, they, they do some futsal at the club within within the academy and stuff, but they don't have a senior team anymore, I don't think. Um, other teams off the top of my head, I don't know. I, I mean, Chelsea's the big one. Mm. But again, the Chelsea league, the Chelsea team is under their foundation arm. So it's like MU Foundation setting up a... Yeah. Uh, Football team like the disability team, the yeah. team. It's, yeah, it's not like directly linked to the first team as such. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not really publicised as a main part of Chelsea Football Club. It's under the under the foundation. 
Yeah, it's a shame. Like, yeah, it's rubbish that. Like, obviously, we were late to the party. Obviously, you look at your likes of Arsenal, which are Chelsea's, and your Man City's in the women's game. Some top teams. Um, Leon is another absolutely fantastic women's football team. Um, even Barcelona, they attracted Tony Duggan out there and stuff like that. So, uh, Juventus is. A, they feel that they sell out women's games in Juve. Do you know what I mean? And Barcelona is it? And Leon, I think, to be fair. It's absolutely mental how big the women's game is in other countries. And. It's the same with futsal and uh, and other versions of football. I think everyone should be getting involved because not everyone fancies an eleven a side match. You know what I mean? Not everyone wants is set up for that. Like especially the littler guys. Do you know what I mean? Like the littler, you know, low center of gravity sort of people that are quick on their feet don't always excel outside. But indoors and that sort of game is, you know, you find you'll find some players doing it like setting up like that. And I think, I think it's definitely something that needs to be done uh, for sure. Um, and it's. It's just good to watch. I've watched a few futsal games. Do you know what I mean? It's it's entertaining to watch and stuff. Oh yeah, I love it. It's, it's such a good game to watch. It's so exciting. There's been loads of international games recently, and yeah, you know, I've been watching them on on YouTube and stuff. And yeah, you know, I, I think in England there's a market for it, but it needs to be done properly. And I, my my dream job, my dream eventual destination is when United set up a futsal team and packing out the MEN Arena. Mm. Um, you know, signing the best players in the world, winning the Champions League in futsal, that sort of stuff. That's that's where I see it going in the next... Well, that's where I hope it goes in the next 30, 40 years. It'd be mint now. Like, I'd go and watch that. I don't know about you, John. Like, Would you go to a... Like, a, if United got a futsal team, is that the MEN, like Damon said, against you know some of the top it's teams seven. in the world? Would you, would you go and watch it? You've got to look at it. Is, it's more going to be fast-paced. You know, you're going to see, like, tricks put in there that's going to be entertaining and if you're going to see some good stars that like even when what was it that just up uh, on twitter the other day seeing kaka uh, getting megged like stuff like stuff little things like that it's just entertaining so you'll see all that yeah. more often you know it's more um right it's not regimental like football like you don't see as much like step overs Heck, you even seen referees booking players for doing uh, tricks these days. Oh, Neymar yeah. got booked, didn't he? Yeah, Neymar got booked for that. Was it like a rainbow flick or something he did? Yeah, you play football. I am playing football. <laughs> uh, mad that, you know. Yeah. And that is a, that's a ridiculous decision, that, you know. Like, if, if people if players want to express themselves. Yeah, oh, his pink hair is absolutely dreadful. Watch out, the Hello. Baby's, the baby's getting involved now. Rocco's here. What, Hello, Rocco. Is it? Is it Aya? Oh, no, now the, here comes the pulling power. Oh, don't. <laughs> is it Aya? You're proper annoying. You get down. If everyone, <laughs> if everyone follows the YouTube channel that listens to the podcast, you'll understand what just happened. Uh, the kids are just, just getting involved all the time, man. Um, should we move on to some United talk? Um, as it's sort of a United podcast. Um, right, it's, it's, it's winter break currently in England. Um, yeah, it's well shit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I Let me know, John. Right, what what have you done the last week? Like, I, I've been a bit lost, if I'm honest. Um, apart well, from... I just I just I just made a um, an Ed Woodward rap because I was really bored. <laughs> I literally. Go. Just, um, there's literally nothing to do like when football's not on mate there's like I'm pretty stumped for stuff to, to do I got better at a thumb wars twiddling my <laughs> thumbs 
Good don't know. Man. Like literally, I, I don't really know what to do. I there was all, there was all this um, upheaval of international football or what do we do on international football? And then now we have winter break. What do we do with football then? I'd like, rather, I, I want international football to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. What's your thoughts on the winter break? Like, is it any use? Obviously, we've had this storm coming over the last like two days. The city game got cancelled, which was absolutely <clears> madness. <throat> because at about half past twelve in the afternoon, it was like the hottest day in Manchester. Um, so uh, let us know, like, what 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 do you think, Dave? Obviously, you, you're not over here at the minute. You're living your life in in Malaysia, which you know, which is nice, man. To be fair, <laughs> um, like win, winter break. <laughs> Oh, mate, imagine that. It's been all it's done in the last couple of weeks. It's just absolutely belted down in Manchester. Um, winter break, obviously, Premier League's massive in Malaysia. Um, what's everyone been doing? <laughs> winter break's been on. Um, I'll tell you what, though. It's messed up my fantasy team. It's bad enough over here with the weird times, the matches, so I'm getting deadlines at, like, midnight that I've got to do my fantasy team by, which sounds good because you've got all day to do it, but uh, I don't know what's happened. Yeah, that's a point. Been a... I was going to say, if it's a three I mean... o'clock kickoff, what time do you have to get up and watch it? No, so the other night I watched United Wolves. It was 1.30 a.m. kickoff. 1.30 a.m. kickoff. Wow. It was, it was weekend, so I didn't mind staying up for it. Um, but during the week, I'm going to struggle. If it's an eight o'clock kickoff during the week, it's 4 a.m. kickoff here, so... Mate, that's not idea, was it? I'll struggle, but I'll, I'll try. And it's, you know, it's different. Yeah, no. Just as much as I love United. I don't know which one I, I would want more. <laughs> yeah, United, do you know what, at the minute as well, like, United, if it, if, if I was in Malaysia now, mate, I wouldn't be getting up at 4 or 3 in the morning to watch <laughs> that shit. <laughs> oh. I mean, I've stopped going to Old Trafford because it's that boring. I watched the Liverpool game, that was a 12 o'clock kickoff. That was de- that was a decent time, but I fell asleep. I woke up, woke up in the morning thinking, oh, what was the score? Because I knew it was 1-0. Uh, it was 2-0 on it in the end. So, yeah, yeah. I felt like we paid for subscription to watch that match. So, I fell asleep after about half an hour. Do you know what? I did that once, right? When I was about 15, 14, 15, I went around my mate's house. And it was WrestleMania. WrestleMania was on. And I was like, right, skin, because I'm like 14, whatever. I said, Dad, can I have a tenner? Or whatever it was, 12 50, 25 pound a subscription, whatever it was, for the pay-per-view. Went around there at like 11 o'clock. With all my like sweets and that, uh, and I fell asleep at half past twelve. I missed it all. Typical. Woke up, woke up when it was finished. Absolute devoured, mate. But my mate sat up and watched it all. Didn't bother waking me up, like. See, I then now feel a little bit old. Where I turned around when I didn't really stay up for them. But what I did do was I put the VCR, VCR. which is this. It, don't laugh, like VCR. Put the tape in. Put it onto long play. So then yep. this four-hour stretch had eight hours. So you put it on like two hours before it happened. You got six hours. So you definitely got your four hours of re- of your WrestleMania or your SummerSlam or your Royal Rumble. And you just had two hours of fast-forwarding like at the start. But you got to watch it. Yeah, I love that, mate. Do you know what? I've got somewhere. I don't know who's got it. I don't know if my dad's got it. My mum's got it. I've actually got the 99 Champions League game on VCR against Juventus. Oh, wow. I've, wow. Got, that, I've got that somewhere, and I don't know where it is. I, I wish I could find it. Um, but I remember because, like, yeah, because I, obviously when, when that happened, 99, what was I? Uh, I was eight. So I used to record the Champions League games so I could watch them because I was always in bed early because I was eight years old. <laughs> 
So I used to record um, them, watch them in the weekend. Did you ever have rain gigs, secrets and skills? No, mate, no, no. Probably when I was about eight, but I was, I'm 35 now, so, um, yeah, rain gigs, secrets and skills was one of the first videos I had. Brilliant video, I used to watch it every day. Yeah, I'm trying to think, I had some mad video stuff, like, of United and stuff, but I just can't remember it anymore. I used to record all the games. Well, have you got any mad United stuff, John, like, just weird... United stuff that you got. Well, I, I, to be fair, yeah, um, I was living, I was living in a house of multiple occupancy, and this city fan got this job lot of um, rubbish crap, basically. But um, there was just loads of programs in there, football mm. programs. So he was just flicking through, and as I was flicking through, I found one slipped in. Again, uh, it was like Manchester United versus Guernsey from like 1970 something and it was really cheap it was like a tuppence or something it said on it and yeah exactly and i checked the uh price of it now to see what it was worth it's like about 35 quid for that one little so the guy's got i don't want it because it's united i was like well you could have sold it but i'll take it i'll take it yeah man that's wicked that i remember it's it's a funny story in old shirt um I've actually got yeah. This I used to have this shirt here, the '99 home shirt, but with Bex on the back, right? And my dad got it from a, a charity shop once because um, he seen it. You, you know, I love United, so he picked it up. It was next to nothing, like a couple of quid or whatever. Favorite player on the back, David Beckham. Um, so I've got it on. I wear it. I used to wear it everywhere. Right? Went. He took me to the pub once. Um, just he wanted a few beers, and I used to play a lot of pool. So he used to stick me in the pool room uh, on my own. Just chuck me a load of fifty p's. Let me crack on there while you got pissed up. Um, anyway, some some. Uh, I think one of his mates was like, "I like that shirt your son's got, and my kid loves it. Um, I'll give you forty quid for it." So my dad made me go home, get changed, and sold the shirt I had on for forty quid. No, mate, telling you, it was this oh. shirt, and I was devoured about it because, like, it was a, it's a nice shirt, and I had my favourite player on the back. Yeah, so I, I got it, sold it, <laughs> and then uh, I, I've got one now. But so it doesn't matter. But yeah, that that was well annoying. That um, I've got mine black. Yeah. So what we were talking about, you know, weren't we, uh, about the current state? Obviously, January window just gone. Um, I think it could have been better. Let us know what, like, a Galo. What we'll start with Damon first. Like Agalo, do you reckon he'll come in and do all right, or or do you reckon he's just? Or do you reckon that everyone's going to panic buy, even even though it's a loan? Like, do you think it's a bit of a panic buy, or do you reckon he'll do all right? I'm every optimist, you know. So I want him to do well. I want him to come in and do what Emmett Larson did: mm. score a few goals here and there, be a bit of a replacement for Martial to give him a bit of a rest because he needs it, and. You know, he's coming with he's coming with the right attitude, Annie. So, you know, it, it's a loan deal. It's not my money. I'm not bothered. So it's a loan deal. If he does six months, I would at the minute I wouldn't want him to sign on for another year. But he can earn that. So, exactly. no, I'm, I'm all for it. Exactly. Could we've done better? No, and, yeah, and, that's, and the thing is, that's the conversation that I've had with loads of people on Twitter and stuff like that about like it's a six month deal we're paying him 100 grand a week or whatever and the fees that we've probably paid um shanghai probably will cover the other 200 grand that they're gonna pay him each week but the way i look at it is like you say henrik larson come in he was like 35 or whatever he is when we when we signed him on loan 
scored a few goals here and there. If Agallo gets five goals this season, yeah, right, and does a job for us, then we'll, <laughs> you can't complain at that. Do you know what I mean? He's a different option to both Martial and Rashford. Um, he's, he's a bigger guy. He's better in the air. If you need to pump a ball up to him, you can pump a ball up to him. I think he's a decent signing. All in all, like you say, Oli yeah. said in a press conference before he signed in, I want a striker that break is going to break his nose for this club. And the way this guy's been speaking in, in interviews and and his, and the pictures you've seen and just overall his general life while he's been in Manchester, I've never seen a bigger smile on a man in my life. If I'm honest, um, John, like Agallo, yay or yay or nay? I'm I'm actually um, looking quite forward to the uh, introduction of. Agallo because he's one of those characters like you imagine when Zlatan came in 35 years old not alone but an actual contract and he sort of brought a bit of discipline to the club like maybe not as such as a leadership as taking captaincy but a person that won't take any crap from anybody in the uh, dressing room now You've got someone who supports Manchester United as a youngster. You're telling me, as United fans, that if you went into that changing room and you saw these clowns messing around, that you wouldn't be like, yo, have you, have you seen what badge you're wearing? That's no different to like having a... Um, a uh, what's it called? A um, a badge as a, a uniform as a child. You know, you you have it as a respect. You have to be in that mode at all times. And you imagine that he's th- he's five years younger than Zlatan as well. Like I'm not turning around saying that he's going to come in make an absolute uh, impression where we t- do sign him at the end of this this season. But if he does show that determination, he's got a lot of strength. I watched, you know, obviously I wasn't a Watford fan. I wasn't watching Watford games constantly. So <laughs> I had to have a look uh, at the uh, the Sky Sports, the highlights of him, like five minutes worth. And you know what? He does bring something different to the game because we don't have a player like, even when Lukaku was there, he wasn't actually holding a player up behind him, pushing him back, pull, turning him around, taking a step to the side and then whapping it in the back of the net. Like, he might have been whapping it at some person in the stands, but, you know, it's going to show a bit of a difference and it's going to show a lot of restraints to someone like Martial, excuse me, and Rashford, you know, that movement. This is why I kind of wanted Cavani in, because, you know, Cavani is not going to flid behind into midfield to try and break the ball. He wants to be at the end of the man, so the ball comes to him and he's putting that ball in the back of the net. Mm. You know, and that comes with mentality, position. I don't really need to say much compares when you got, uh, you know, a person who has a profession in that sense. But it's just obvious, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. I think, do you not think, like, you'd expect that sort of mentality from Rashford and Lingard, though, wouldn't you? Uh, I think Rashford does give it a bit in the changing rooms. I I can imagine him saying, look, lads, fucking sort yourselves out. Lingard, on the other hand, probably not. Um, No. I I think we definitely need that sort of that sort of player in and around the team at the minute. Obviously, when everyone's fit, mate, Agallo's not playing, is he? He's on the bench and everyone knows that. And I think everyone overreacts in the fact that, oh my God, we can't sign top strikers anymore. It's bollocks because, one, you mentioned Cavani, yeah? I'd have Cavani if it was the same sort of deal as as the Agallo one, but it was never going to be. Like, he's out of contract in the summer. Um, he's going to come in. We're going to pay a small fee for him. He's going to come in on, like, free... 400 grand potentially a week at 32 
Yeah, something like that, 32, 33. And he's going to want an 18-month contract on massive wages. And it screams to me, Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez. And that, but, and that, and that is the only qualm I had with it. If, he, if it was a loan, like, get him in for six months on loan, yeah, I'm all for that. But to sign a Cavani, I, I don't think... It's short-term, very, very short-term, like the six months of Gallo's here. Yeah, it could have worked out, but not over not over time, I don't think. I don't know, Day, Damon, like, views on Cavani? I, I was looking forward to seeing a Cavani announcement. I thought that was coming in, much like when we got Falcao. Mm. It, was a, it, was a, it was a secret, wasn't it? No one knew about it until mm. the last minute. And, you know, I had high hopes for, for Falcao as well, but no, I, I think Cavani... I thought I think Cavani might have gone the same way to be honest. So I didn't even see this Tagalog one coming. I don't think many people did. Um, but yeah, I, I accept it short term, mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll see us through to the end of the season. It's it's probably on the back of Rashford's injury to be honest. Yeah, think, cool. yeah, hundred percent. I don't find anyone if if Rashford didn't get injured. No, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I don't. I think we'd have used what we've got and let the youngsters play and. And look towards next season because we're not going to win anything this season, realistically. Mm. Europa League. We're actually odds on favourite for the Europa League. Get that. We are favourites. Oh, yeah, we're the favourites with the bookies to win the Europa League this season. All right. Oh, which is mad. It, which is mad though because we're rubbish. Um, <laughs> if Ollie wins Europa League though, obviously there's talk at the minute of like there's been some reports from not very credible newspapers and media outlets that Pochettino is, is coming in in the summer um, if Oli finishes outside the top six. Um, but say if Oli wins, um, the FA Cup was still in, or the Europa League and finishes outside the top six, obviously what both guarantee European football. You win, you win the uh, FA Cup, you, I think you go into the qualifying rounds for the Europa League and obviously you win Europa League, you win the Champions League. So winning one of them trophies and finishing outside the top six, yay, good or bad season? Either of you can answer that. Well, I'll, I'll answer that in the sense, obviously, to where we were like a season or two seasons ago, it was easy enough to say that with the players that we had, it was going to be a digression before it was going to be, you know, going forward. And if you go by logic, that where Ollie's doing now, he's overperforming with the players that he's got, especially when you get rid of Lukaku, not bringing a new, a new forward. You get rid of Fellaini, don't bring in another person that will like get into the box for you. Herrera, same job. And is that really again Ollie, or is that you know higher, you know, in the sense that we could finish in the top four with who he's bought in? Now, you know, that's the push. And if anyone says that they saw Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, players like Pereira Jones and Jesse Lingard getting into fourth position, I'll say that they're lying. Exactly. Do you think, obviously, people have uh, whinged about, oh, well, Ollie's, you know, people are sticking up for Ollie because of his squad. He's let so-and-so go, Lukaku. He, set, he let Herrera or whatever go. Um, you know, it's... In my eyes, it's not solely down to him. There is no way, apart from Lukaku, because he was destined to go. He desperately wanted out of, of United. So you don't really want that being kept around anyway. But there is no way that Ollie's gone right, or the board have probably gone right, you can sell these out, we'll get these in for you. So he's let Smaller and that go on loan. There is no way he's gone yet. Yeah, all right, do you know what? 
that's fine. Um, if you're going to get me more players in, yeah, that they can go. There is no way he's gone. Yeah, you can go without replacements. Not a chance, mate. Do you know what I mean? So it is obviously a higher, an issue that's higher than it is with Sol the manager. Um, Damon, do you think Oli is under or overperforming with his squad? Difficult to say because I think every year, well, I think even last year, I think we bottled top four. Mm-hmm. I think we had a perfect chance to get top four. I even think the last, is it Jose's last year? I think we should have got top four. Last, the running, we had a perfect chance to get it. Other teams were slipping up and we just didn't take advantage of that. So I think we should have been top four since, even since Fergie left. I think everyone's had that chance and the players to do it. So maybe Jose overperformed and did well when he finished second. I think now we're about our level. But with a bit of, a bit of luck and a bit of consistency, we'll get top four. Yeah, I think I, we can, and I think we should with the squad we've got. I don't think it's, I don't think top four is overperforming. I think it's about where we're at with a bit of luck. Mm. It's on, in hindsight. I don't like you said. I, I don't think the squad's good enough as a whole. Individually, there's some good players in there, like Marshall when he turns up. Rashford's absolutely carrying us at the minute. Um, obviously, Wambazaka, one of the, he's going to be one of the best right backs in the world. Maguire. Decent since he's come in. Uh, De Gea, probably one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So individually, there's there's some star that there's some stars in the team, but as a whole, I just don't think it depth-wise not good enough. Nowhere near good enough for the top four. I'm looking at it now, and we're six points from Chelsea now. Uh, we've not won a Premier League game. Well, we won one in the last five Premier League games, um, which obviously is not top four form, if you're asking me, because Liverpool obviously haven't lost this season. City have. have, have have uh, played five, one free draw, one lost one, but the, but the form from sort of third to to tenth is atrocious. It's like this, it's so inconsistent. And this year, the Premier League is such a bad league. Like Liverpool mm. are absolutely flying, right? And the only team that's troubled them is us when we played them at home. And I don't know. It's a shame, really, because. If they go, if, if Liverpool do this unbeaten, there's going to be crem- commemorative trophies, there's going to be T-shirts, flags, the lot, mate. Uh, and that is something I'm not looking forward to, let's put it that way. But uh, this league is so bad. I think everyone's been so inconsistent. And I think Oli's has done a good job with what we've got. But I think I think Oli gets questions next year if he's still the manager, if you believe reports that have come out lately. Um, if he... January next year, right? We're still eighth, seven eighth. We've spent two hundred million. We've got Grealish in Madison, all these like, and we're still sixth, seventh, eighth, or whatever. What happens to the manager then? Whose fault was it then? Still no, we, we need, we need, we need still to be challenging. You need what? Sorry, mate. We we need to be challenging. Um, I think every year we've had the chance to build on a season and challenge but obviously it's not it's not happened yet and this year if Ollie doesn't challenge next year mm. then we've got to question him mm. I think now he's alright I think he's got he's got time he's got to the end of this season I think he'll get next season as well to start us off mm. but he's got to be challenging from the start of next season it's got to be and that depends on the, on the transfer window as well so it depends on the board if the board don't back him and he still messes up then he's going to go because someone's got to go 
Um, but if they back him and he does well, then everyone's happy again, aren't they? Well, that's it. John, what, what do you reckon? If that was the case, Klopp would have been out of a job. That's all I think. But, no, and, 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 and do you know what? And that, that's a great, it's a great point because how many seasons has he had? He had three and a half before he's got this right. Exactly. And, you know, if you... If if we if we were into that mentality, then how far would have Sir Alex Ferguson got before we were told telling him that he was he was goners? Would it have been the season that he he, he finished eleventh, or the finished the the third season when he finished thirteenth? You know, or three more seasons until he actually won it? Like it's it's a slow progress from a demise that was. Under Fer- before Ferguson was just over time. This time, it's because of you know owners that really haven't got a care in the world about how the team runs. Because again, commercial is always going to go higher than actual playing. But then again, maybe with the way that they are with Ollie rebuilding the squad, even though it's not in the the speed as someone says Real Madrid. Like mm. they've gone and spent like four hundred mil, four hundred million euros to get yeah. what to get what they've the, the second spent. at the minute. Yeah, they're not they're, they're not even second, doing that very well. But the players that they have bought in haven't really performed at mm. all. This high price they wanted to buy Pogba one hundred and forty million euros, and really it shows you if you spend correctly, wisely, then you will get a further. You'll get you'll get further. I think I, I look at it as I see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer back at mould, and he signed Haaland to to play uh, under under him at mould. Now that must be something about knowing how good a player is to bring him to your club to nurture the lad, and then he comes hot property going to Dortmund. That's something that Sir Alex Ferguson did. Mm. It's, there's mm. so many so many shades. I get told so many times by negative fans like, "Do not." You dare compare <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson to Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, one to PE teacher from Mould. <laughs> when I'm thinking to myself, wow, calm down, calm down, because I could have sworn that one was a PE teacher from St. Miram when St. Miram got sacked. Yeah, got from St. Miram. So don't worry about that. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson was a cup manager before he became a Premier League manager. You take an Aberdeen squad from two games every every year. Uh, match and then go and win the title uh champions league or not champions league that european game, cup that's the word couldn't think i always get them too mixed up all this i just can't remember anyway so you look at that go back to what ollie's trying to do now there's mirror images give the man time i said if you look who he's bringing through brandon williams what um you've got aaron wambasaka you've got um fozu mensa greenwood Greenwood, you've got uh, Dean Henderson that's looking absolutely on fire for Sheffield United. You know, you've got Laird, you've got loads of more young, star, young stars coming involved. Now, if you have two or three seasons with this whole squad, you've got like a 25-year-old, 26-year-old like uh, Wan-Bissaka in there. And these are all going to be quality players. So if you have patience, you could have something that goes for six or seven years rather than going, right, I know, we'll do this now and then be forgotten and go to rubbish again. A season after look at Jose. Jose went, I'll do this, I'll win this and I'll win that. And then what happened? We went backwards. It will be signed Lee yeah. Grant, Delow and um Yeah. I don't think Delow is a backward signing, but um you look at that logicness of you want to do something for now, then 
that's there. Then once that's done, you go back again in 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 repetition because you want to go further forward. Now Oli Gunnar has gone. Well, there's no point of going this now because if I can get this set up here, then I could go ding 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 for four or five years and then bring in more talent in between that motion and carry on. And that's only brought in because he's watched Sir Alex Ferguson. There's only reason why Pep's got as good as he did because he watched Cruyff, you know, and you've got other managers the same because they've watched other managers do that underneath and that's how you become the greatest. Like, we say, let's get uh, uh Potch in next season, like they say on Twitter, all that. Well, you've got someone who's not won something replacing someone who maybe has won in mold in Norway, but he's still won. You know, he even won in the in the under eight scenes uh, coach as a as a manager. So I don't Madness, know. Mate. It's just my think, idea. That it's, it's true though because you say like obviously Klopp's been there four or five years. He took him three years to build what he's got now, whatever. But I think it comes it's come to a time where like United fans are spoiled. Like we've been spoiled for so many years, oh. right? And because the demise is so drastic, like it's it's massive the difference between where we were and where we are now. Um, we've been through four managers, five managers. Um, and it's it, they've all become the same outcome. They've all been sacked because performances and results aren't good enough, and that's fine. But there has to come a point where you go right. Hang on a minute. This it's there's something else here that's not working. Jose Mourinho, um, born winner. Do you know what I mean? Won everywhere he's gone, and he won with us. Do you know I mean? He, not the greatest trophies in the world, but he won something with us. Um, Louis Van Gaal won something with us. Uh, David Moyes. With the less we speak about David Moyes, the better. Um, and now we've got... Uh, it's Shield. Don't take ah, it away. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that amazing trophy that everyone loves. That apparently becomes a trophy now. United aren't winning it. Well, yeah, not, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, no, um, technically, Jose said it was still a trophy. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's fine. And then we get hammered for that. Oh, you won the Community Shield. Ah, shit bastards, you're only saying that because you won it. Anyway, right, and then Liverpool and, and City win it. It's the best thing since sliced bread. It's absolutely madness. Um, But I think... Jurgen Klopp gets the time because they've not won anything for such a long time. And do you know what I mean? I know they had a few Champions Leagues here and there and that, but that's fine. I'd take a Champions League, do you know what I mean? But the league, the league form, I think, he's got time from the fans because they've not won anything and then they could see something. And I think that's where United fans need to just take a leaf out of their book and I'm going to get banged, I'm going to get battered for that. But just relax. It's You can see... We're in a really bad place as a as a club, not just as a team, as a club from from the owners all the way down to the players. Um, I think, like you say, Ollie's doing a good job with what he's got. Uh, the signings he's suggested and, and brought in have been good. Um, tactically, sometimes you you get questions, substitutions, and the way the team's set up and stuff. And I and I get that. I've done that. I'm I'm the biggest Ollie fan there is. But I still say, well, hang on a minute, that was a bit. What, why, why aren't you bringing so and so on earlier? Why, in you know, why are you set up as a four-three-three when you spent, or why, why, sorry, why are you set up as a four-two-three-one when you didn't lose in twenty games or whatever it was with a four-three-three when you come in? It's that sort of questions you're going to ask, and whether that's just down to managerial inexperience. I know he's been with Mulder and that. Um, in Mulder, did he? They've never won the Norwegian League Molder. He went there, won the Norwegian League, retained it, and won the cup. Yep, and and they won they won again last year as well. Now, so like he sets 
Manchester, uh, he set mould up into a miniature Manchester United. That's what they called it. Which is madness, and, and, and it's, a, it's a great way. I know everyone says, oh, it's a farmer's league, it's just a Norwegian league. But you can only beat what's in front of you, can't you? Do you know what I mean? You can only win what you can win and where you are. So it's it does that's invalid where Poch was in Spain, won nothing with Sociedad, come to um, England, did all right with Southampton, did all right with Tottenham. Um, it's just little things with Pochettino. Like it, when he when they beat Ajax, it was like, oh well, we've already won what we wanted to win. I was like, I don't know, you just got to the final, mate. You're not won fucking anything. Like that's a, such a bad mentality. Like you, you've done a job there. Like yeah, you've done a job. You've done a job on Ajax. You're in the final. Well done. Let's focus on that game. And he's going, no, we're we're you know, it's fantastic. It's my you know, I'm the best. And I was like, ah, no, mate. Just that's such a bad mentality. That's one of the reasons I don't really want Pochettino in. I'd rather get someone else in, like a younger, better manager. I don't say better manager, but I'd rather send Hag from Ajax. To be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Or that guy at Leipzig. I can't remember his name. Uh, the manager, yeah. the Leipzig manager. I like him. He's a good manager. He's a quite a young manager, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's, that's uh, you know, that podcast. Uh, Damon, have you got, um, you've got YouTubes and stuff, haven't you, mate? Yeah, I've got a YouTube channel. I don't, I don't do too much on it. It's, there's too much to do. There's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's Facebook. Socials and everywhere, mate. Videos take a while, don't they? So, no, I do try and do some coaching stuff on my, on my YouTube. Yeah. Um, Plug it away, mate. Sorry? Plug it away, mate. You tell them yeah, what they can see you. I've just passed a thousand actually, so I can start making some money from it. I want. I got one video that got me twenty quid. Happy, well, there you go, mate. Twenty quid, twenty quid, isn't it? Every little else. So, um, no, I'm back up with that. I'm over a thousand subs now, so I can. But I need like four. Four thousand hours, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just gonna stick some videos. Of, I'll put all my highlights up for this season on there and um, post match interviews and stuff. And, some coaching videos. It's just Damon Shaw. I think you find it. If you type in Damon Shaw into into YouTube. Yeah, it'd be links. Um, if you watch it on YouTube, it will be in the it will be in the description anyway. So and you got social Twitter is there. Uh, Damon Shaw, something or other, isn't it? Damon Shaw, Damon Undershaw, Damon underscore Shaw on across all social. So um, I'm quite I'm, I'm active on Twitter. To be honest, when I got him, when I started following United stuff on Twitter, because I used to just use it for futsal and coaching and blabbing on, but then I really started following all the United accounts, and ah, it got me a bit more back into it. I love it. Love yeah. the discussion. And, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of negativity, a lot of, a yeah. lot of division. But there's lots, lots and lots and lots, mate. That's the beauty of it. No, I'm very active on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's how I found you guys as well. So no, I, I love Twitter. It, it takes me too much time, though, man. Uh, tell me about it. Twitter's very marmite for me, mate. You either love it or you hate it. Sometimes it's nice, it's ace, and everyone loves me. Or I'm getting called Fat Oaf or Harvey Price or something along them lines, which is ace. Um, <laughs> tell, tell everyone where we can find you, Mr. Exclusive. Right, well, you can find me on Duty to Entertain channel um, on YouTube for my Mr. Exclusive profile, I guess. Or you can catch me on uh, United against the Glaciers, where I'm just plain old John, a bit boring. But, sorry, you know what, that's how it goes. But if you have got, got me on uh, Twitter, the OGS Effects, that's, that's the way you can find me. Yeah, I'll link, I'll link them all in the descriptions anyway, and on the podcast descriptions, uh, if you're watching on Spotify, iTunes, or Anchor, then... 
no, you don't. You don't watch on them. You listen. You listen on them. Uh, but they'll be in the description anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that, lads. Uh, absolutely meant conversation about futsal, my United, and all sorts and weird memorabilia. That was mm. a, that was an unscheduled topic, but that was quite cool. But thanks for coming on. Um, much I, appreciated. I, I think, I think Go on. It was it was from United v Anderlecht in the Champions League. We managed to get one of the old Umbro balls, the oh, match man. ball. We picked it up, put it under our shirt. And then took it out. Took it out in a bag at the end of the end of the match. That won't happen now. They, I think nah, mate. Get... They get that ball straight away. Oh, but yeah, I've got getting that up. Day gym. It was. Oh, it was. It was amazing. My mate's got it now. My best mate. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that ball. That. That's a mint. That. That's a great. That's a great shout. That to be fair. Yeah, my brother gave me a '92 uh, scarf or a '93 scarf. I've been wearing it to the games now since he gave yeah, me man. that. Yeah, yeah man. I love I love old stuff, me. I've got loads of retro. I did it on that YouTube channel. I did a retro shirt. I've got loads more now, but a retro. I might have to update it. Uh, retro shirt collection. I've got loads of them upstairs, mate. Absolutely love it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening. Like the video if you're on YouTube, or share it and do whatever you need to do on the podcast sides of it, so Spotify, iTunes, and all that. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on, lads. Uh, absolutely top, mate. Pleasure. Nice one. In a bit. <laughs>